Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Josh Tonglo here. You know, if you guys have been following my stuff throughout the years, I'm pretty sure you've noticed a lot of um, my theological shifts. You know, a lot of my beliefs have changed, obviously. You know, where you could see some of my, my older videos, and then you'll see some of my newer videos, and you'll be like, well, how did he get from there to there, you know? And today I want to be talking about something called uh, the modern-day grace message, you know? And just to clarify, there's, there's not just one version of the grace message, because everyone's like, the grace message, the grace message, but there's different kinds, <laughs> you know, once, once you, you know, go online, you'll, you'll hear a bunch of different versions of it, you know, there are people who are preaching, like the radical grace message, you know, that's getting very popular, especially in Asia, you know, and, you know, there are those who are, are sharing the message of inclusion, you know, and, and, and then there are those who are sharing something called universalism, and it all, all of those fall under the umbrella of grace, if, you know, basically, and basically all of these camps, you know, these people who are preaching this grace message that I've been a part of for many years, you know, they all have their Bible verses and some of them are even bold enough to say that their version of the grace message was uh, the true gospel. You know, this, this is the gospel. This is the true gospel, you know, and then they have the biblical support, you know. Folks, I'm not here in this video to, to tell you that I have the true gospel now and here's a bunch of verses so you can believe me now. Um, what I'm here to do is to tell you uh, just why I have some issue with, with, with some of the things that are taught in the modern grace movement and being part of it for so many years. Um, I think I have an idea, you know, what some of their, their beliefs are, so I don't think I'm going to be misrepresenting. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't believe in grace. Um, obviously, I do. I think grace is a, my understanding that I've learned throughout the years. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It has really uh, changed my life for the better, you know, but what I am going to do is that I'm going to be discussing certain ideas and certain uh, beliefs that are attached to what's called the, the modern day uh, grace message. So, you know, don't worry, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, you know, and I'm not going to take away uh, somebody's experience who's been radically transformed by hearing a certain version of the grace message. I'm not going to do that. But what I've noticed is that the, the, the radical grace message doesn't have a lot of difference, differences with um, traditional Christianity. What do I mean? Basically, you have, you know, they, they still teach that, you know, everyone's born a sinner and, you know, uh, you're separated from God and... You know, because you're you're separated from God, you're you're pretty much doomed. You're on your way to hell, right? And so, because you can't save yourself, you need a savior. So Jesus comes. You know, he's the God Man, the second person of the Trinity. He comes on your behalf. He fulfills the law on your behalf. He lives a perfect life on your behalf. He dies for your sins, and he offers you new life, right? So you're not saved yet, right? So basically, what you need to do. Um, is that you need to place your faith in the finished work of Jesus or place your faith in Jesus, the person. And there are a bunch of things that supposedly happen when you place your faith in Jesus. You get born again. Uh, you get saved, obviously, right? Uh, you're no longer a sinner, but you're a saint. You're no longer separated from God. Um, you're no longer just a, a creation, but you're God's child. God's not just your creator, but He's not your father. Uh, you now have a new nature. You don't have a sinful nature anymore. You have a new nature now. Uh, Jesus' righteousness and His holiness is now imputed to you. You know, he's, basically you have His righteousness. You have His holiness. Um, and and you, you, 
you're no longer condemned, you're redeemed, you know, and you get to go to heaven. You know, that's a big thing. You get to go to heaven, right? Um, but if you don't place your faith in the finished work or in Jesus, all those things that I just mentioned, obviously they don't apply to you, right? And you're going to go to a really, really, really very, very, very bad place for all eternity called hell, right? Now, folks, I've, I've preached this message, this radical grace message for, for several years, you know, um, in fact, you know, I, I didn't just share it here in America, but I was one of the, the guys in the Philippines who really helped spread the message, uh, especially in Manila, you know, in the Philippines. And it started off grassroots, you know what I'm saying? Just, just with a bunch of pe- just a few people, it started to grow and it started to spread and it started to hit even some of the mega churches, you know, and they weren't too happy about it, you know. And I've seen the positive changes of, of this, what we would call the grace message, and but throughout the years, I started to see some problems with it. You know, obviously there were some differences with what I was taught within legalism. You know, that's why they would call it radical grace because it's different from a lot of the, the traditional Christianity that I was taught growing up. So I'm very thankful that they went further than a lot of the, the legalistic Christianity that I was taught. But what I am here to say is I don't think the grace message has gone far enough. Okay. Now, there are a lot of positives with this grace message. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, there's a lot of people that have been impacted and transformed. But this video is not here to talk about all the positives. If you want to know the positives, then you can watch a lot of my videos. I put out dozens and dozens of videos about grace that I've preached throughout the years. Um, but like I said, I'm here to tackle some things that I find issue with now. Or not just now. I've actually had issue with it for, for a couple of years now. I just haven't gone public with it. You know, um, I just started sharing some of my newer views. But one of my biggest issues is that the, the, the one version of the grace message is very much rooted in something called penal substitutions. So I'm not going to get into that now. So if you want to know what penal substitution is and the problem with it, which is a huge one, man. If, and, and, if, and if you reject penal substitution, um, it'll affect a lot of other things in your understanding of, of your faith. I believe so. So what you want to do is that I'm going to actually put a link somewhere here on the screen. You can watch the video that I made concerning penal substitution and my critique of it. And then you make your judgment from there of what you want to believe afterwards. One of the big things that, that a lot of grace preachers and teachers focus on is the whole difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant or the Old Testament and the New Testament. And if you notice, it's just very common that you don't have to be a Christian to know this, but even atheists know this too. You know, it's like, it does look like there's a big difference between the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. Now, now I'm not here to say God is just this way, but it, in the Old Testament, it, it's pretty obvious that you do see a God. It's, it's pretty magnified, right? <laughs> that you see a God who's very angry, very judgmental, very uh, sexist, uh, very violent, you know, um, has a lot of wrath, right? And of course, yeah, there are times, you know, you see God has got a love and mercy. But I'm just saying it's very magnified in the Old Testament. Then in the New Testament, you see a God who's a God of mercy, a God of grace, a God of love, right? A God of peace, right? So you see a difference there. And a lot of times, um, grace teachers and preachers, we want to make this distinction between the two, that there's something that happened when Jesus died on the cross. There's a big change, you know, and it's, it's interesting because I remember when I was in the Philippines, right? And I was already questioning um, my understanding of uh, my approach to the Bible and my understanding of God and, and grace. And I remember talking to one of the grace preachers in the Philippines and saying, you know, telling about some of my issues with, with the violent God in the Old Testament. 
and you know some of the, the disturbing and horrendous things that the God of the Old Testament did and commanded people to do, you know, genocide, infanticide, all these things, you know. And, and I'll never forget his answer because it's very common among a lot of uh, grace teachers. And he said, well, that was God under the Old Testament. Think about that. So my response to this preacher was, okay, but that was, you know, you have this God in the New Testament, but that was still your discussing God in the Old Testament, commanding those evil things and doing those evil things. I mean, he was still, it's still the same God, you know, especially the God that we claim to be yesterday, same yesterday, today, and forever. That same God that you believe is a God of loving, loving grace was the same God who commanded a lot of those evil, horrible things in the Old Testament. And this grace preacher got quiet and he started to think about it. Because I don't know if he really heard it that way, very straight up, you know. And it's true because you, you think about it, folks. It's as if in this grace message that, that you see kind of like a schizophrenic God, right? Where when Jesus dies on the cross, it's kind of like it changes God, right? So God is very angry with you, has a lot of violence and anger and all these things. But when Jesus dies, bam, it's like, it's like God gets born again all of a sudden. He becomes this God of love and mercy and grace, right? So I started to have issues with, with this kind of understanding of how we try to divide the old and new covenant and God is this way, relates to people this way in the old covenant and He's extremely the opposite way in the, in the New Testament, you know. This, this doesn't just apply to um, just a radical grace message, you know, but I think just fundamentalist Christianity in general. This grace message just creates like a technology for something that just seems very obvious. Like, for example, you know, that, that, that prior to getting saved, you were like a filthy, wretched sinner, you know, all, that, all the bad stuff before you got saved. And you were separated from God. And then when you got saved, um, you're now, you're no longer separated from God. You're now a child of God, you know, and you're now made right with God. What this grace message does is that it creates like this technology that, that Jesus has to do such and such and such and such. And then now, now you're this, you know. Now you're right with God. Now you're one with God. Now you're a child of God. Just to be straight up with you guys, I feel like uh, that was never an issue. All it's doing is that it's just, it's just sharing the obvious, but it, it, it's just saying that it only happens to certain people who have faith. I've seen a lot of damage that it's done to people, you know, where, like, you know, you're a wretched sinner, you're filthy, you're unworthy, you know, before you have Christ. And, I mean, just think about how much that can mess up a person mentally. You know, psychologically, when they feel like they're far from God and stuff. And, you know, these, you know, theologians and preachers and teachers are creating these technologies uh, to just explain the obvious, you know, of what, what I think humanity has always been, you know, um, even before Jesus died on the cross. You know, I, that's why I don't think we were born sinners, evil, wretched sinners, you know, and, and I don't think that we were ever separated from God, you know, and, and people could talk about all the evil in the world, you know, but people do a bunch of stupid crap because we have a lot of screwed up thinking, you know, honestly. And that's the thing. That's what religion does. Religion gives you the solution uh, because religion is the one that's creating the problem in the first place. You know, another issue that comes up is a whole thing with Jesus and his words, you know, which ones are applicable for us today. And a lot of times you'll find it said among a lot of grace preachers and teachers that um, a lot of it, uh, the words of Jesus, they don't apply because uh, the stuff that he says was said under the Old Covenant, which is the covenant of law, right? And, you know, and if you were to combat that and argue against that, you know, a typical grace 
preacher would say or teacher would say. Also, you want to trust in your own righteousness. You know, um, are you, did you, is your life perfect enough or holy enough for God to accept you or for you to go to heaven? You know, and here's my thing, folks. Um, what if those are the wrong questions to be asking? What if it's not about having faith in Jesus so, so you can get to heaven? You know, and or that, that you have to have faith just so God can accept you now. You know, what if it's not about that? Just what if, right? And maybe we're just asking the wrong questions. You know, so when you're asking the wrong questions, then we're probably getting the wrong answers then. You know, what I've still noticed too is that there's still this whole us versus them mentality that I see um, among people who share this message of grace. You know, it's like it's us versus them. Uh, we're in, you're out. Uh, we're saved, you're not saved. Uh, we're going to heaven. And, you know, even though your sins are forgiven past, present, and future, that's a popular saying, you know, your sins are forgiven past, present, and future, uh, you're still going to hell. I don't know how do you explain that. You know, they still have this um, exclusivity going on. This us versus them mentality, I think, is very um, unnecessary and unhealthy the way we view humanity because, you know, I've heard those who, who share this message too. I've literally heard some of them say, you know, talk about the favor of God, the goodness of God, which just basically flows to believers, you know. And, you know, I've, I've heard some people talk about like, you know, when I walk into a restaurant or when I go to work, I have God's favor. And other people, they don't have God's favor because they're not saved, you know. And, and you know, supposedly because when you place your faith in the finished work, then the blessings, financial blessings, physical healing, uh, emotional healing can apply to your life as a believer because you believe in the finished work. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and. Folks, if you just open up your eyes, right, just, just look around, you know, um, these blessings, these benefits don't just apply to believers, a.k.a. Christians. They don't, you know. I, I think it's just an ugly view of the world where we have to divide and we look at people just because they don't have the same beliefs that we do, you know, where they can't have the same benefits from God, you know. So I just find that very problematic, you know, this whole us versus them thing. And I think you'll start noticing that too. I've had people message me say that they go back to church and they'll hear the pastor talk about the blessings when you believe in the finished work. And they started telling me like, yeah, just sorry, no, it, it is sad. It just only applies to believers. You know what I'm saying? And, and so people are noticing these things, you know, and how uh, it's, not, it's not like an inclusive kind of love, you know, from God. You know, and there's this word that people just love to throw around that I've heard so many times. Um, and it's this word called heretic, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, when I, when I first got into healing back in 2006, I remember when some of my conservative friends were, were calling my, calling me a heretic, uh, because I was getting into healing, you know, and then when I got into, uh, the grace message back in 2008, I remember some of my friends in the healing camp started calling my stuff heretical. And then, I started getting into something called inclusion, preaching this message of inclusion, and then some people in the grace camp started to defriend me. <laughs> I find that funny. They started to defriend me, and they were calling my stuff heretical, you know. And it's like, you know, it's like when you step out of their box, right? All of a sudden, you're, you're outside, you know. Um, I even heard from someone one time even telling me that, they didn't even think that I was saved anymore because I was never saved in the first place. You know, that I, the stuff that I believe now is all, it's all false, you know, and I'm deceived and all that stuff. And um, I just find that crazy, folks. Um, you know, maybe we should have a little bit more humility, 
you know, instead of just trying to jump on, this is a true gospel. Now we jump into it. Now this is, we keep changing our minds. Maybe we should uh, be careful when we use those words like this is the true gospel, you know. Just because someone doesn't have your version doesn't mean that they're not saved or um, that it's heresy. Maybe you don't understand it. It's so interesting because like, uh, you know, when, when, you're, when you're preaching along some of um, these grace preachers, you know, they're your buddies, you know. Uh, but when you disagree with them, um, they not they end up not being so gracious anymore. But I also want you to think about this too. You know, when I was in the Philippines, uh, the grace message was spreading, and I remember you know there was like a momentum happening, and you know people were getting pumped up. You know, this is the true gospel. This is the true gospel. But I want you to think about what is salvation. Now there are different ways to get saved. I know that according to different types of Christianities. Uh, but a very popular one is that, you know, faith comes from hearing and hearing the gospel, the good news. And according to some grace preachers, like I said, they believe that this grace message is the true gospel, right? So when you think about it, that must mean that you must get saved when uh, you hear the true gospel, because that's when the real faith happens, right? Um, when I was in the Philippines, I remember I was telling one of my buddies just, just to talk about it. You know, not that I was worried about my life, but I would just say, hey, you know, if this is a true gospel that we're preaching now, and we only got a hold of this message in our late 20s, so our whole life we didn't know this true gospel, right? So does that mean that we were never saved in the, you know, back then, you know? And it just, we didn't get saved until our, our late 20s, that if we were to have died, you know, uh, in our mid-20s, then we would have gone straight to hell, you know? And I asked my friend this, and it just started to get him thinking, and it's, and it's, and it is something to really think about, folks, when we, like I said, when we use that kind of language. Because obviously it's either we believed right back then or we didn't. Because if we didn't believe right back then, we weren't saved. Um, you know, God's righteousness wasn't imputed. I wasn't a child of God, you know, yada, 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 all that stuff. So that's just another thing to think about. You know, I go online and I, I see it a lot where it's all about Jesus, all about Jesus. You know, your, your works is nothing but filthy rags, you know. But I want you to think about that and, and how I started to think about it like several years ago. I remember I was thinking like, eh, it sounds kind of weird to me now, you know, where it's like, uh, I, used, I used to say this to people, you know, God doesn't see you. God just sees Jesus. He, he doesn't see you. He just sees Jesus, you know. I mean, that sounds good when you're doing a bunch of stupid crap, right? If you're doing stupid crap, I hope God just sees Jesus, right? But when you do good, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just filthy rags pretty much, you know, um, but it's like Jesus is like a costume, you know, that Jesus is a costume that you wear, that if you didn't have the Jesus costume, you know, God is angry with you, God would punish you, you know, and but when you have the Jesus costume, you're okay. But if you don't have that Jesus costume, it's a whole other story between you and God. You know what I'm saying? And it, I don't know, I just feel like it trivializes a lot of the things that we do, you know, like even some of the good things that we can do as, as human beings, you know. Um, imagine saying that to your child who does very well in something and, so it's not about you, it's all about Jesus. It's just, it's all about Jesus. You know, obviously, you know, me asking these questions, um, even getting into the grace message and stuff several years ago has obviously affected my relationship with a lot of people, you know, um, not just people, but actual churches and institutions, you know, where uh, they don't even invite me to speak um, at their churches anymore or um, people have uh, told me that they want to stay away from me or... They don't even want to be seen in public with me. They would actually tell me that, you know, and <laughs> people want, want to meet secretly with me too because they don't want to be seen in public and stuff. Um, you know, as we continue to learn, as we continue to grow, 
um, we'll, we'll be coming across all these different isms and all these different theologies and these different types of messages. Look at, look at it as more of like there, these things are bringing you to, to a greater place of awareness, you know, and, and that's a good thing, you know, because for me, like I said, I, I, don't, I don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and look at my past and say, screw it, I don't believe all that stuff I used to teach. No, I think that a lot of those things that I used to believe uh, brought me to a place, to a good place, I could, I could say, B- brought me to a good place to where I'm at right now. You know, so in a sense, they were like necessary steps to bring me to where I am now, you know, and and that I'm going to continue to grow and to continue to expand in consciousness of, of consciousness, of God, of reality. You know, before I end the video, I just really want to affirm and reaffirm my my friendships with a lot of the, the grace preachers and teachers out there. You know, I honestly, I really applaud you guys. You know, you guys are awesome people. You know what I'm saying? And you guys have your own crap that you got to deal with, your own critics. You know what I'm saying? And and you guys have done so much good. And I just want to encourage you to, to keep going and to not stay fixed with your beliefs. You know, wherever you're at, to keep growing, expanding, and, and um, your understanding of reality. Because that's what I'm wanting to do too. And I'm going to keep on growing and, you know, God is a lot bigger than this, this grace message, folks. And um, there's so much we still to, to understand and to learn and to uh, discover and to remember, you know. And um, I'm just hoping that we can all just embrace each other, you know, as a family. And, um, and I love you guys. You know, really, I, I really mean that from my heart. Now, I know I probably might have stepped on a lot of toes here in this video. Um, if, you, if you guys are still having a hard time understanding the theology of why I got to where I'm at now you just go to my website joshtongle.com um, I actually added a bookstore not too long ago and there's a lot of books there that I list that have honestly helped me on my journey and I'm not saying I agree 100% with everything and what these authors believe but um, but I do like these books so if you do see those books on my site I am saying because it doesn't mean that I do like them and so um, I'd encourage you to, to continue to challenge yourself and to keep an open mind. Thanks you guys for once again for watching this video and for all your your support and uh, all the love that I get from some of you guys that message me once in, once in a while and just to encourage me just to keep going. I really appreciate those those messages folks. So um, yeah, I'll catch you guys later. It's really late right now. It's uh it's 2:24 a.m. So yeah, I do I tend to sleep late and make my videos really late at night. But um All right, guys. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out. Peace.